in a galaxy far away, there emerged two heroes, both with the name of Joe. Average, with smooth-sounding voices and lots of opinions to talk about. The podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About. Average Joe's Media. That's fair. You know, I've heard it both ways. Keep it clean. It's in the game! Featuring the Average Joe. The Average Joe Boo. And today, a special guest, the Average Chris Moyer. A.K.A. Superfan. Absolutely. Chris, how you doing today? Doing great. How about you? Oh, living the dream. Living the dream. How's that living the dream giveaway treating you? Oh, it's great. Got my shirt on today. Yeah, yeah. I see that's good. Looks good on you. Nice fit. It's a good fit. Nice fit. Yep. Compliments the physique. Yeah, well, maybe just the fit of the shirt. So, uh, so... Chris, uh, you didn't waste any time on that Living the Dream giveaway. I did not. I mean, I had to make sure I was the first one. Oh, that, that's, that's fair. fair. So, uh, so once once we put that out there, it was within minutes, seconds, really. It was well. There's a conversion factor there. So I feel like he was already starting the answers before I was able to type the question. Before we or oh, we we vocalized the questions. I'm pretty sure that it he, was a video. He transported to our brains. Oh, I see the questions that he wanted to be asked because we're we're just like three minds, two two bodies, when it comes to the regular podcasting. Ah, well, you're gonna have to work on your analogies here. As well, you're struggling there with the orange cover, you know what I mean? Well, probably should have gone with the gray. Well, I'm saying. green's the color of indie, so you that's know. fair. Geniuses pick green. So, uh, so Chris, I mean, how you doing? What is up with you? How, what's new with you? What's going on with you? Uh, well, not a whole lot. Just summer. So, you know, got kids and uh, spending time with them, and uh, you know, spending a little bit of time with the with the wife and some friends. Kicking Let, it with the average Joes. That's good. That's good. That's good. I, we appreciate you. We do. Yeah, yeah. Had some BB dubs last yeah. week. That's we sure did. It was that it was, was very delicious. Good. That was delicious. So, uh, so Chris, tell us about uh, tell us about what you're in. You Primerica. I am. Or is it is yes. it is it Primerica? It's Primerica. Primerica. Okay, good. And in the deep south, it's Primerica. Yeah, exactly. America. Okay, America. so so what you do. Is uh, you sell life insurance? Well, that's that's part of what I do. Basically, wh- what I do is I sit down with uh, just your average everyday American family, okay, uh, educate them about how money works and how they can put it to work for them, and uh, so then we put together a, a game plan. Usually consists of uh, life insurance, protecting if they die too soon, uh, and a plan to pay off debt and invest and save uh, money uh, in case they live too long. Okay, so uh, ultimately you're teaching people how to get out of the life insurance game. Right. Yeah. So essentially, I teach people how to eliminate their need for life insurance. Okay. Okay. Uh, how? Uh, how's it more how's like a, like a like, like a life planner, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, uh, technically, I'm a licensed investment advisor, but I mean, yeah, that's what I do. Is I bring Wall Street to Main Street. So a lot of advisors will only work with uh, people that have a significant sum of money, uh, and I'll sit down with somebody who's never saved a dime in their life and help them start investing as little as twenty five dollars a month, so they can build up wealth. That sounds good. That sounds good, Joe. I, you know what, Joe? I talked to you about having him come talk to you, and you, you, you were a little. I don't think so. I got to tell you, he's doing a much better job than you did at explaining what he does. Well, it's because he has been doing it for a while, and well, I had only done it for about thirty seconds. Dare I say, maybe he was just gifted? Well, born with talent. Could be. Could be. 
So, uh, so ultimately, if you're in the market uh, for which, from what I'm hearing, everybody's in that market. I mean, if you're alive, yeah, and it, you have expenses. And if you're alive and you, and you spend and, money, and there's a possibility that eventually you could die. Ooh, I mean, that's a tough one. That feels like everybody to me. But uh, you're or eventually you could retire. Either you, one. That's right. You could die, retire, both. Somewhat, some might say. M- might say. I mean, I've heard it both ways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know. So uh, if you're any if that if that defines you in any way, you need to get in contact with Chris Moyer. I mean, Chris Moyer, basically the average financial planner for Average Joe's Media. Yeah, well, I'd say above average, because he's trying to make your dreams come true. I'm the financial planner for the average Joe. That's yeah, yeah. fair. I like it. I like that. I like that's good. That. Uh, yeah. So basically, he's he's making our dreams come true. That's well. That's one purchase at a time. That well, that's fair. That's fair. So speaking you, of, so that your, was an your investment that it was is very good. It was. It, it was. <laughs> it was sound counsel too. So speaking of, this is the inaugural inaugural microphone podcast of the average Joes. Yes, it is, and we have not one, not two. And I know you're probably thinking, "Well, is there only three? No, we have yeah. four working microphones with yep. crystal clear sound. I mean, it just it it rolls off the ears. It does, you know. So you just uh, want to take a take a sip of it. Yep. Let it marinate, swirl it around a little bit. Drink it like in. scope, but you get to swallow. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Tell me, tell me all the essences that you're smelling, that you're tasting, that you're enjoying right now. It's it's delicious. Mm, so good. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we're just gonna be talking right into the mics, even when we're not podcasting. I mean, we're kind of like a can of Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. All I'm saying is this is now a part of me. It's a part of me too. That's good. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> If podcasting were drinking, it's five o'clock somewhere. That's fair. That's fair. So, Chris, uh, so your your business, uh, you uh, you start you started it and with your wife, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, y'all, are, let's call business partners, exactly, and also partners at this game called Life, That's AKA correct. the Above Average Moyers. And his business is Life Insurance. I feel like it's coming full circle. I'm I'm I feel like we need to sing Elton John right now. Well, I don't. Well, is that a song? It is, you know, Lion King, the Circle of Life. Ah, uh, yeah, coming back to theaters. Oh, soon. That's right. Live action. Speaking of, we need sponsors. So we uh, do. Shout out to Disney. Disney. What's up, Walt? If you're out there. Holla at your boy. Yeah. Well, he's frozen. So, uh, I can show s- you the world. So how's how's business going right now? Oh, business is good. Business is good. So, uh, as you mentioned, you know, virtually everybody needs what we do. Yep. And the uh, world is so population. From a, from a client standpoint, more people. <laughs> Uh, more people enter our market uh-huh. uh, that need what we do uh, than we can serve. So, in other words, our market is as many people as we can serve. Our market actually continues to grow. Right. So there's there's no way to uh, to ever run out of people to help. That's fantastic. I mean, that sounds like what every business owner wants to hear. Exactly. So I'll tell you what, can you be found on the internet and on social media? I can. Okay. Yes. We're so going to put the links in the bio. Yeah. Of this podcast as well as on the website and Absolutely. social media pages. Okay. Do you have uh, Do you have like your own personal website or anything? On anything that you want to put out there and shout out right now? Sure. So uh, you could go to primerica dot com okay. forward slash Chris Moyer. So that would be p r i m e r i c a dot com forward slash c h r i s m o y e r. I could not have said that better myself. This is not his first rodeo. He has said this more than once. And I got to tell you, I like a person whose website uses a forward slash instead of a backslash. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I, I want to be going to, towards the future. Yeah, it's forward not thinking. Not moving backwards. Right, right. It's, it's, you know, it's not regressive. It's, it's progressive. progressive. It's yeah, good it stuff. Is, it is. Yeah, it is. That's good. It's good stuff. 
Never seen a website use a backslash. Uh, they're out there. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Joe, today's Joe to- Boo. Today's topic is uh, is inspired by by you and your your creativity and your imagination. Well, I don't know if it was inspired as me as as much as it was you know E. T. and other great sci fi greats, but no. So you know, I've been spending a little bit of time on social media on Facebook. You know, watching our likes grow, our cup overfloweth. We hit uh, six hundred yesterday. Pretty happy about that. Uh, but anywho, I've been been w- looking at the different feeds, and I saw a couple stories that kept catching my attention. That there is millions upon millions of people signing a petition that they're going to go rush Area Fifty One because they they want to they want to see aliens and stuff. So they are under the preconceived notion that there are actually aliens and UFOs. At Area 51. Unidentified flying objects, like flying saucers. And Area 51 is a real place. Apparently, the federal government has acknowledged that such a place does actually exist, and they have spent lots of taxpayer dollars in the hunt and the investigation of, you know, I guess supernatural, paranormal. Paranormal. Paranoial. I thought with the mic. That sounds like maybe you're a little annoyed. A little bit. I thought with the mic that maybe I would enunciate things better. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's fair. You know, uh, microphones don't change, uh, you know, how you process knowledge. That's fair. It just just changes how the computer processes audio. That's all it is. Well, it's supposed to take my word to make them sound better. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, it makes it sound enunciated more incorrectly because it's better sound. S-O-S justo, my friend. Okay, there it is. Shout and out to it, Spanish. And it returns. <laughs> Espanol, the language of love. Shout out to Spanish. Okay, Shout so out to Spanish. <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. Spanish, if you're out there. Spanish. <laughs> if the you second are language there. of choice by Average Joe's Media. Yeah, and so when we say Spanish, we're actually talking about the guy whose nickname was Spanish in old school, uh, played with uh, Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell and... Uh, and yeah. the other guy. Third cousin you know? of Old Blue. Yeah, was it Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Spanish. Good. Oh, that's good. Hey, Spanish! <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, give me some ice. I mean, we could start saying all kinds of things, like living the dream, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viviendo el sueño, 24 y 7. And living the dream 24-7. Wow, did you just look that up? Because you did not know I that inherently, my friend. I locked it down, buddy. Locked it down in the old brain of mine. Oh, good gracious. Okay, so. Yeah, so, anywho. So, so, so back to the topic. The, UFOs. Yes, the extraterrestrial. Yeah, so what I thought we could talk about today is, yep. do any of us believe in aliens and UFOs? Or is it just a conspiracy theory? Okay, okay. You know? And then, what other conspiracy theories are out there that might ponder Boggle, boggle, and the just mind. like I don't know why I said ponder. Well, I mean, you're thinking about. I mean, there's it. this giant mic in my face, and I think yeah. it's making me a little it, apprehensive about talking to, today. You're starting know. to think. I don't know. That's good. It's episode 36. We are no, excuse me, episode 41. Excuse me. I think you are just uh, finally, uh, finally ready to have a microphone in your face. I'm telling you what, man. I'm woke. That's well. That's solid. So, so what do you what do you got for us? Well, let's just start off with it. How about the petition? I mean, Chris, we were talking about we were pre-gaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your thoughts on the on the old petition? Well, yeah. So, you know, they've got the, the petition on Facebook here. And uh, it's up to 1.3 million individuals that are either interested or going uh, to storm Area 51 on Friday, September 20th from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Well, I hope it doesn't take longer than that. I mean... <laughs> their reservation might go over. I don't know the the calendar. The storm area fifty one. The the calendar for aliens might not be the same calendar as us, so we might have to find some kind of conversion factor there to That's figure fair. out the date. So uh, they've got a pretty solid game plan too. Okay. 
What's the game plan? What's the game plan? Well, the, the game plan is is that you're going to have a bunch of Kyles on the front line, uh, and they're going to have a ton of monster energy uh, so that anyone in camouflage uh, is their stepdad in the entire base made of drywall. So they'll just go berserk and go right through the wall. And then you have rock throwers uh, throwing pebbles at the resistance. Uh, we don't want to hurt them, just annoy them. Uh, and then while this is all happening, you'll have uh, two Naruto runner battalions run full speed around the north and south south flank uh, with clone Jutsu, effectively tripling our numbers and overwhelming the base. So I feel like that's a, a that's, pretty solid game. That sounds relatively medieval. It, I mean, a modern version of medievalness. Of a hand-to-hand combat is what that felt like. Almost like With the, some drywall thrown in there. Almost like the thing they do in Italy that we watched on. Is that a sport, really? Yeah, well, that's fair. So... Uh, so you're going to go? Uh, I have marked myself as going. Have you? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's going to be fun. So are you going to be uh, are you going to be holding the drywall or are you going to be throwing the pebbles? I need to know I need to know where to look for you. We're going to need CNN. you as a remote correspondent. I'm one of the Kyles, so I'm going to be front lines. Okay. Okay. If you could wear like a You're going to be in the Vanguard. That's nice. Yeah, you yes. want to wear like a like a body cam or something or a GoPro and you can be our remote correspondent for the uh, end of the world. Yeah. That's great. probably what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm thinking maybe like live spot, you know, yeah. on our first YouTube video that we actually put from the new studio and everything. We're going live to Area 51. Chris, are you there? Ah! Oh, people throwing pebbles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fair. <laughs> Good I times. Just, I just don't want to get, you know, abducted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. do, make sure you're wearing that shirt so you can tell the aliens what's up. That's right. And then they can start listening to I'm sure they can tune into our frequencies. AverageJoesMedia.com, things you think you don't care about, Mars' fastest-growing podcast. Okay, there it is. What if they're already listening to our podcast and we just I just told them the plan? Well, then... Uh, mm-hmm. Shout know, out to NASA. Then there's going to be a lot of Kyles that are no longer with us. <laughs> <laughs> Better be a Kyle than a Kevin. That's, that's what Jordan always says. Well, that's fair. Kevin always dies in South Park. So, uh, so what else you got, Joe? I mean, we got Area 51 getting stormed by crazies. Well, why are they storming it? Like, why? Why, why are they just gonna knock on the door? Say? Yeah, why don't so. they just say, "Would you please let us in?" Yeah, knock, knock. Let's Who's see there? what this is all about. Secret government work. Secret yeah. government. Who? We well, you know the government says it's an air force base, but is it really? Well, I mean, if there's UFOs there, there is something that's flying. Or is that where they're gonna headquarter their new space force? Ooh, space force. Not air force, but space force. That sounds like a great new television show. I think it could be. That's fair. Um, or you know, maybe that's where the Men in Black are. That is could true. be. International shout out m- to the new mystery Woman in black shout out. Are you referencing the new movie? Yes. Okay. I have not seen that I yet. Either. So I've just seen the previews. Okay. And you know, that I mean, you, you got know, there's Thor a and Valkyrie in it. Why not? It's not a Marvel movie, but why not? Right. Thor is in it. Yeah. Or just Chris Hemsworth. Well, I couldn't remember the name of the actress who plays Valkyrie. So I said Thor and Valkyrie. So that was matching. Which one's Valkyrie? Valkyrie would be the Asgardian warrior. That becomes ah. the princess of Asgard on Earth at yes. the end of the last installment of Avengers. Yes, 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 yes. The the, the girl, drunken hot mess the, that rescued Thor and Hulk. Right, right. But originally captured Thor in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and previously rode a horse in space and killed people. Right, for Asgard. Always for Asgard. Always. Okay, so, Asgard never forgets. Right, I mean... Clearly, there's your answer to, are we alone in this universe? 
I've always wondered if they're like their uh, national song was a little bit like the Texas, you know, like the eye of Odin is upon us. Badum ching. No. Okay. You're looking at me really weird right now. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. So as we digress. So what is what is the discussion hinged upon here? I mean, there, there's so many things. I don't know if we, there's really one hinge. Okay. Okay. Okay, but so here's the thing, guys. There it is. Are there things like aliens? Do you believe in aliens or do you believe it's a conspiracy theory? And, you know, we'll go through that a little bit. Okay. And then are there other things right. that are out of the ordinary? Right. Do you think really do exist? Are there other things happening or are these all just, you know, like how do you, where do you fall into the various different conspiracy theories that are swirling around YouTube, the internet? And okay, so let's go one question general. at a time because that was about okay. 18 questions. Like leprechauns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, unicorns. Things you think you don't care about. Yeah. Pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. Care about that. That would be nice. Green clover, ten blue moons. So, uh, so Chris, let's just go ahead with the first question. Do you believe in life outside of this planet? Other than, obviously, astronauts that are in space right now. Right, right. So, do I believe in extraterrestrial life? There it is. Life? There it is. Uh, I would have to say that I personally believe that we are alone in the universe uh, from a standpoint of, you know, the, the human race and our, our planet. Uh, now, do I believe in, in God and the spiritual realm and things like that? Absolutely. But from a physical standpoint, uh, I believe that we're the only, uh, only uh, civilization. Okay. So uh, what and, about and like, so as a, as a reference, I just want to add something real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole storm area 51 is a joke. I'm not actually doing that. Nobody's actually doing that. Oh. So if the government's listening, it's, it's not a real thing. Oh, okay. Just, just in case they're, just want to throw that they out. don't want, they don't need to red flag the average Joe's podcast. Right. Things right. you think you don't exactly. care about. Okay, good. Shout out to the average Trump. Appreciate that. That's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so Joe, do you believe that there is extraterrestrial life? No, I do not. Interesting how this just took a turn. It did. No, no. I'm, into, I'm saying uh, I don't necessarily. This just took a turn into a discussion that I thought you did, and now you have just validated you don't, and now none of us believe that there is extraterrestrial life. So then the question is, if the three of us, pretty smart guys, I think, right? Uh, I'm pretty sharp, yeah. so above we, average intel. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so we don't we're the brighter the colors in the box of, of extraterrestrial life. Why do so many people then believe that there's other? Well, okay, so so I would say that there's there's partially this uh, this absence of belief in uh, in the Creator, in God, and all that, in religion, religious stuff, right? So there's an absence there, and so just by natural contrast, there has to be a belief that that we're not alone. And so, where did all this stuff come from? Yeah, there's the Big Bang theory. If if that thing happened, then how did life only happen on our earth, on our planet, and not on one of the infinitely other planet, whatever planets are out there? How is there not any other life? And so, you, by contrast, you have to have, I think you, you have to basically take camp in, are you religious in your thinking, or are you uh, abstract in your thinking in terms of life outside of earth? And so, I mean, I believe all three of us here pretty much take root in the religious side mm -hmm. of the argument where we believe there's a creator and the creator created the universe then he created animal plants animals and people on earth 
And so, uh, but, but there's a huge, huge section of the world's population that doesn't believe that same way. And so that's ultimately where all these arguments start to spring up from, you know? I think some people think science and faith have to contradict each other, but I don't think they always do. I mean, just because the Bible didn't say there was a Tyrannosaurus Rex that once lived. Right. Doesn't mean that God's not real because there really was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, that's fair. And and ultimately, just bones alone, I mean, those bones fit together for a reason. So ultimately, there had to be some dinosaurs around, regardless of what was said in certain books or not. Right. And I think extinction-level events that might have changed the way that... Uh, species develop or eradicated some species is not all that uncommon with what we're seeing happen right now. We've seen in our lifetime, there have been hundreds of species go extinct. We are seeing the climate change and I'm not, I'm not getting to the argument of whether we're causing it or not, but there is a shift in weather and there's a shift in, in all kinds of, of different things around the world that's affecting plants, affecting animals, affecting even human migration. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, but so I believe those things have happened periodically throughout the, since the beginning of time, really. So ultimately, I mean, science and religion don't have to be don't have to be there doesn't have to be a great divide between those things. Not at all. Okay. So, uh, but but then you get into the argument of of life of of microbes of bacteria of things that are alive outside of this earth. It doesn't necessarily have to be a like a race of of individuals or a race of bodies. Right. Right. It could very well just be a thing, something that has life to it. And that's ultimately what what propels the argument. Are we looking for something on two legs that can communicate with something else on two legs? Or are we just looking for something that has cells in it that has that was basically rooted at the beginning with an atom and then grew into something that reproduces in some way well and i'm not an expert on the topic but uh from my understanding i haven't seen in all of our exploration uh i haven't seen us uh, any documented finds of anything living at all period on anything outside of of this planet yep so they found they found different uh evidence that water existed in some of these planets and i think that's where some scientists believe if there was no water on the planet then how could you know life as we understand it exist if there are examples of where water used to be then they think well maybe life did exist well, on a I, molecular level at the very least i think i think the main issue with with that description of of what you were saying to chris and or in response to what he said is that life as we understand it. Right. right? There's a lot of things that, that happened since the beginning of time, yep. since when everything was created, that aren't minute by minute chronicalized in the Bible. The Word gives us the information that we need to know. Well, absolutely. But also, science itself has tried to discover life as we know it and it has, has, has failed, ultimately, outside of this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Because life as we know it cannot exist outside of this atmosphere. So we would have to ultimately find... It's a lot like the movie Interstellar. Right. Okay, so they're, they they searched the far reaches of space. They found what, like 11 different type of planets that all had a very similar makeup of our atmosphere. Okay, and that's the premise of the movie. And the Earth is dying. And 
there is an expedition sent to see which planets can sustain human life to keep the human race continuing. And so, um, I mean, is, does that exist out there somewhere? Does a similar atmosphere to Earth exist, right? Uh, yeah. And if it, if it does, is there life on it? Or is it capable of supporting? Of sustaining life, right. right. Could we could we take life? But then at that point, it's not extraterrestrial just because we take life from Earth and put right. it somewhere else. It's no longer extraterrestrial. It's like it's like super terrestrial. We, we just moved it, and we now cover a greater distance. Well, so you, you have the pyramids. You have the Sphinx. You have uh, the Incas and the Mayans. There's also talk. I was woke up randomly. You know, you get on these YouTube loops. Uh-huh. I don't typically, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so I woke up and there was this one on this theory of like aliens landed in Antarctica. Okay. Polar caps and there was like a, a pyramid underneath the ice and all this, that, and the other. I don't automatically think of aliens at that point. I think, well, if you can wrap your head around the idea of Pangea, the idea that the, you know there was one continent and it's moved over the course of time. You created seven different ones? Yeah. Okay. So I believe civilization could have been all over the place, right? Even in the ice caps, if they weren't, if they, if they didn't used to be ice caps. Okay. Yeah, sure. So maybe the same thing happened. But I think historians try to do that carbon dating and this, that, and the other. I don't think they may have that right all the time. So are we still talking about life outside of Earth? Or are we just talking about the potential for Earth to not have, be the same life now as it was 10,000 years ago? Well, there are all kinds of undiscovered you know, creatures on earth, I'm sure, especially in the oceans. I mean, they're, they're, oh, they're for sure. depths to the, to the oceans that we don't, you know, we, we've never been to. Well, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm full tilt believing it, but the whole like journey to the center of the earth, if you think about it, there's a lot more inside than there is on the surface. You know what I mean? Like there's more, there's more area inside something there is on the outside of something. And that's called volume, and that's called space, not area. But area, you know, that's a you know, that's a three-dimensional well, versus a two-dimensional hey, discussion. Professor, it's summertime. It's okay. Well, when you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> that's fair. But it, anywho, I think there are other areas that we have not. I think there's still frontiers that we haven't explored on this planet or within this planet, like you're saying. But where I was going with that is, a lot of people think aliens are why the pyramids exist. They think that the aliens influenced like early civilizations and to building things that otherwise how could they build all these things what what is the deal with stonehenge you know how could they have built things so absolutely um perfect specific at the time right well and also especially with lining up with the stars and other astrological occurrences and whatnot right i mean clearly so people could not have looked up at the sky and seen stars when they well they would when they a made a boulder stand upright well, I'm pretty sure that they can see the stars a lot better than anyone can see anything now because of all the light pollution. Right. Well, that's. There I mean, is a genuine that, question, though. I mean, I've I've tried to look it up, and I mean, nobody really knows how they were able to build pyramids and things like Stonehenge, and how are they able to lift, you know, blocks and rocks and things that were so uh, heavy, you know, back in the day. Uh, they didn't have, you know, cranes and and you know forklifts and they didn't have any of that kind of stuff right and they and they built these things so precise uh it's i mean it's it's pretty crazy that they got built so um you know i don't know what the answer to that is i don't i don't necessarily, well, i don't think it's what i think i'm gonna throw this out there 
I think it's possible for a civilization to turn themselves against themselves, eradicate themselves, if you will. I'm not saying like full tilt Atlantis, you know what I mean? But I, you look at different advancements in civilization and what, what the Egyptians were able to do and accomplish wasn't happening in the Wild West, right? It wasn't happening in early parts of civilization hundreds of years later. Same thing with the Mayans and the Incans, right? There's people even to this day indigenous to certain remote parts of like the Amazon jungle that haven't seen a cell phone or Facebook and they're not able to create something to that level. So I, I think there is a possible, like for right now, if we lost electricity, the mics would stop working. They would. And no one would be able to hear a podcast. Sad Panda. That'd be terrible. But um, I think there's there's pockets of the world that would, would not be able to function at as high of a level as we're functioning now because so many people are, they, they don't learn things anymore. They're really good at looking up things. They don't have the raw skills and the raw talent. So it's probable that that's happened several times throughout the history of man. I'm going to be honest. Halfway through your argument, I lost where you were. That's fair. Because you started talking about Incans, <laughs> Incans, which is not a people, and Mayan, which is a people. And then you compared Incas and Mayas to the Wild West, which ultimately we see as like 1700s uh, United States, maybe 1800s. Um, and there's like hardly anything going on other than just some wood structures horse and carriage, maybe just a horse. And then you started talking about cell phones in the Amazon. So I th so I, I think what you were trying to say was, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that civilizations have improved and, and uh, adapted and peaked and then died off. Right. And, and we essentially start the process over. Um, and, and I'm not saying as a race, like as a human race completely, but right. I mean in different pockets yeah, of the and world. I, and I could say, and, and I can agree with that. That's probably true. However, there, I feel if the Egyptians had developed some type of technology that would allow them to, to build those things and do those things, that with all of the uh, research and, and uh, all, you know, exploration, we would have found evidence of those you know, so like if, if, if the American population was wiped out and, the, and we started over with a brand new civilization, they would find evidence of cranes and bulldozers and you, you know what I'm saying? So I would assume if, if they had something like that, it, it, there would be some record of it. I agree with well, that. Well, I'm thinking that, I mean, let's just, let's say that we're wrong on dinosaurs and other uh, evolution of different animals, you know, like woolly mammoth, for example, much larger than, a, than an elephant is today. A lot of evidence suggesting that the woolly mammoth and the elephant are simply cousins, not actually one derived from the other. That's fair. Okay. I don't have a problem with that, but okay. what I'm saying is they could have been much larger animals and beasts that were used to do some of that stuff. I Absolutely. Think. Have you seen the movie 10,000 BC? It, it actually yeah. shows uh, a depiction of pyramids being built, and ultimately it's on the backs of, of slavery in, uh, in the Egyptian ancient world which i mean if you if you read anything about the bible then there is the israelites were slaves to the egyptians for mm. for a long time and uh and it, it got to the point where the egyptians were extremely worried that the israelites would overthrow them because the population of the israelites just grown. became 
insurmountable for the Egyptians if they were to turn on them, ultimately. And so well, you got, ultimately, you got the smaller population controlling a bigger population. If you got a million people doing a job for you, there's a lot you can get done. Hashtag Storm Area 51. Hashtag. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. look, take the Great Wall of China. It was built without cranes and bulldozers. It was Aliens. built by, you know, millions of people, and it can be seen from space. True. Yeah. But that's a very, it's a, albeit a very large rectangular structure. Yep. Uh, that's true. The pyramids are cool. very precise. The pyramids have so much that has to do stones, with stones. Like it, it, there's there's load bearing qualities there that are not present in the in the Great Wall of China. I mean, in the Great Wall of China, it is completely rectangular all the way down it. I mean, I'm not saying that, well, that it's a curvy when you, thing, you look yeah, at no. the curvy thing, but if you take a cross section of each wall of each piece of the wall, it's rectangular. It's just bricks on top of bricks on top of bricks on top right. of bricks. Right. And so there may be tunnels through it and stuff that were that are a little bit more intricate, but if you look at if you just look at the simple design from the outside perspective of the pyramids versus the the Great Wall of China, or like structures that were were pretty large, like the Sphinx mm -hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. that had so much detail. That, you know, the only thing that we've really created nowadays, naturally in terms of in terms of rock and mud and mortar and stuff like that, the only thing that compares to the Sphinx is the is Mount Rushmore. Well, that and the, that was guys with like with tools up there chiseling stuff. Well, the statue in Rio. I would say is close to that. Okay, yeah, the statue in Rio. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But we, as a civilization in America here, we don't have some of the stuff that even compares to things they have in Egypt from the no, ancient of days. But from this part of the world, is it Machu Picchu? Is that how you say it? Because I'm saying everything wrong today. Well, I think people will understand what you're meaning. Yeah, I'm not saying like, you know, Pachu Chichu or... Yeah, Pikachu. No, you, well, you just did, but but yeah, yeah, Machu Picchu. There you Hashtag go. Sure. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, movie. It's That's out. My son wants to see it. Yeah, yeah. need to take him. Sounds good. Pika Pika sponsored. Yeah, shout out to Pokemon. <laughs> the average Joes and the Pokemon have a lot in common. Our episodes gotta catch them all. Yeah, yep. Pokemon. So, so I mean. But that's on the that's completely far away from Egypt, right? Yep. It's on the other side of the world from Africa. Clearly. Okay. And so they use some of the same, it appears as though some of the same techniques, right? Some of the same methods. Um, that's built very specifically with the stars. And, and, and um, there's, I'm, this is going to sound probably really crazy, but there's something I think you can do where you can clap your hands at certain points of it and you can, like, you hear the, the echo reverb back to you or something. So you hear an echo. So you can clap and hear an echo. Like I said, I know it's going to sound really stupid, but yeah. it's, it's I mean, I think thing. you can clap and hear an echo at a bunch of different places in this world. Okay, well, yeah. I'm about, to, about to I'm about to get my Google on. So, I, I mean, ultimately, all three of us, we kind of agree, we basically agree that we don't believe in life that has come from somewhere other than Earth. And Joe, you mentioned that there are other conspiracies out there. There's other things that are proposed other ideas, uh, and you want to know our, our take on them. What other, what other conspiracy theories do you have? Well, conspiracy theory might be the wrong word for it, but so you have all these different derivatives of aliens and us not being alone in the world, right? What about supernatural things? Monsters, demons, you know, vampires. 
spirits, ghosts, things being haunted. So What's your take on that? So the paranormal. Paranormal. Okay, Chris, I'm going to let you handle this one first. Not mononormal. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you already know how I feel. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, obviously believe in God and angels and demons and spiritual warfare. And, you know, the Bible talks about how uh, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, you know, each other humans, but with powers and principalities as far as spirits and, and demons and things like that. So obviously I, I 100% believe in the, the spiritual realm. Um, how much or in what way that impacts the physical realm, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've, I've, you know, read fictional books that, you know, talk about demons and angels, you know, fighting and Tom Hanks movie, Angels and Demons. Yeah, physically impacting things. The Da Vinci like, Code. You know, being able to, uh, you know, a, a demon being able to reach under the hood of a car and, and, you know, pull a battery terminal and so the car won't start, and, you know, things like that. So, do, you know, do I think that it impacts us that way? I, I don't know. Uh, I, there are things that happen that are unexplained that could have, you know, had a, a, a spiritual impact behind it. Uh, from a standpoint of ghosts, standpoint of ghosts don't really believe in ghosts um you know so uh, again who are you gonna you know, call maybe you've got some spirits that can impact some things but uh you know i, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts the way that most people do well so uh, and well those of you so those yeah. of us that believe in the bible there are very vivid stories in the bible of demons that have possessed a person that have been eradicated and and they're very graphic in the dis in the uh description uh, the one I'm thinking of right off the top of my head, I can't remember the place in the Bible, and I can't remember the, the location on this earth that it happened, but this demon was uh, removed from from a, from a person, and then the demon uh, like chased the swine off of the mountain, mm -hmm. ultimately, and, and died with them or something like that. I, I don't, I'm probably getting some of the stories wrong, and those uh, Bible scholars out there, if they catch a hold of this one, they're, they're going to rip it apart, but... I mean, if if in any way you read that and have any belief about what it says about God, about any of that, then you can't deny demons as something that is that potentially does exist, uh, and and even potentially affects the physical world. Just you know, it's, we don't always see it. I mean, in the Bible, it wasn't every time you turn a page there's a demon, right? You know, it was specific stories and it was specific occurrences. So. A lot of times it had to do with health. A lot of times it had to do with, uh, with, uh, with, with just the devil trying to influence a certain person uh, or people. It, it had a lot of stuff to do with that. So if you in any way, shape, or form believe believe Bible stuff, then then you can't deny spirits and the spiritual realm. Well, there are times that angels have been visible as well. You know, you read those stories right. in the Bible. Absolutely. Right? So, the angel, the Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the angels were, were present. Or the one that there. appeared to Mary, or the one that right. uh, wrestled with Saul, who became right. Paul, right? Absolutely. So you know, there, there are definitely, you know, if you believe in those stories, then obviously the spiritual realm can affect the physical. Right, right. One of my favorite uh, movies in terms of this topic specifically, uh, Bruce Almighty. So, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Bruce Almighty yet, this is, this is part of what happens, but, um, uh, Jim Carrey, Bruce, he's, he's walking around, he thinks God's against him, you know, and, uh, and God's listening. And so God kind of comes down to him and says, all right, you think my job is so easy. 
you get to be God for a week. And you get to have all my power. And you can change the world however you feel like you need to change the world. And it's, it's extremely ironic. It's, it's kind of a play on, on the God complex and all this other stuff. But, you know, it's a comedy, so they're, they're trying to make some fun with it. But uh, there's an, a homeless guy in that movie that always has a sign that kind of seems like that sign is written for Jim Carrey's character. And every time he turns around, he sees a sign that says, are you struggling with your job today? <laughs> or Because all these little events happen, and it looks like, are you blaming God for your problems? And then at the end of the movie, it turns out that that homeless man is God portraying himself as a homeless man. So it's just a spirit on the street, uh, you know, portraying himself as, as a human. And so, I mean, does that exist? I honestly believe we'll never know that until all questions are answered at the end. And ultimately, all questions will answer be answered at the end because if nothing happens when we die, well, there's your answer. That's fair. You know, and if something does happen at the end, we'll be able to be coherent enough to to understand the answers. So from the standpoint of ghosts, things being haunted, uh, people speaking to the dead, psychics, palm readers, magic. Like magic seance label. and stuff like that? Yeah, Ouija boards and whatnot. Okay. I, I mean, I, I believe in witchcraft. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, channeling of, of, you know, evil spirits. So I don't, I don't believe that 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 is a, is a possible. I feel like it's, I feel like all that stuff you see is ultimately some version of sleight of hand and stuff like that. Now I've never participated in a seance. I've never been to a tarot card reading. I've never been to a psychic. I've never been to a place where they claim to be able to do, you know, magic, you know, outside of, just a, a, a child's magic show or, or a magician, you know, doing some tricks or whatever. But, uh, but, but the, uh, my daughters, their mother was extremely worried about them watching Harry Potter because of wizards and witchcraft and all this other stuff. And they didn't want to think, she didn't want them thinking that it was reality. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people when the Harry Potter started coming out that were really against, especially in the religious community, because right. they thought their kids were going to start trying to be Wiccan. Yeah, you know, witches and wizards, and they were gonna try to hop on a warlocks. Broom and they were gonna and jump off the roof and then die because they yeah. can't fly on a broom. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff, and and Kelly was saying, "I don't want Tara." This is when Tara was younger. I don't want her watching that because I don't want her thinking that this is real, and it's not. And I'm sitting back thinking, I'm wanting her to use her imagination. Yeah, because if she watched Shrek, then most donkeys don't sound like Eddie Murphy. Right. <laughs> I mean, if she watches. Anything on TV, even documentaries, have fiction involved in it for the sake of theatrical liberties. Yeah, I mean, Bedknobs and Broomsticks was a movie that came out long before any of those were born. Right. And they were flying on broomsticks and flying beds and, you know, going into cartoon land like in Mary Poppins. You got the... you got the It's a great movie, though. Shout out to Angela Lansbury. But you got The Wizard of Oz, which Kelly would would claim is a fantastic movie, but there's a witch in there. Well, those flying monkeys are pretty scary for small kids. There's they all are. kinds of stuff. There's a potentially a, a hanging dwarf in the background who decided to off himself. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in the Wizard of Oz. And apparently, the director of that movie is the same. Took the same concept we do in recording. If something goes really bad, we just keep rolling. Absolutely, that is fair. And so, but but there's so many things that contrast or conflict with that type of belief that let's don't expose 
children to this type of stuff because it's not real, but we don't want them to make it. Well, it's been it's been exposed forever, right. and we've all been subject to something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, Joe Boo, I do have a question for you. Then. You bet. All right. So, uh, and there's a lot of that. So, a lot of palm reading and things like that. I, I personally believe is. Uh, you know, very manipulative. They lead you to where they want you to go, right? I get all that. But uh, you just mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, demon-possessed, you know, people sure. from, in, in the Bible and things like that. So do you not believe that in today's day and age, uh, someone uh, practicing witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft. Uh, could willingly be possessed <laughs> by a demon and have, uh, uh, you know, some supernatural ability? Well, so the issue you have that that to me you bring up is someone is willingly allowing themselves to be possessed. Mm-hmm. I don't know any evidence of that being like a choice, like allowing yourself to be possessed by a demon. Well, I think if if you if you're going to be of the thought that demons exist in this day and time, then I do believe that it could be a choice because I mean I think there's. Pr- for all the examples we see in the Bible of, of Satan tempting people uh-huh. and, and trying to get them to go along with him, I, th- I think it's very well possible that people can give in to that temptation, or they could even, I mean, we look at how we turn to God for things. I think it's possible that some people that are extremely lost, extremely sick and twisted, might find themselves in a situation where they've tried to turn to Satan, if you will. Um, I'm not even talking about the mainstream Satanists, Satan worshipers or nothing, but like, I could see someone trying to go down that path. I'm not saying I'm 100% sure that, that that it would work. You know what I mean? That supernatural powers exist. Well, but, but um, I think that... But I think if you think... I one, think the difference between his question and your suggestion is that somebody's giving into the, into the temptation of the devil or Satan versus someone like knows they're possessed by a demon. And well, so, but and I think that's, a, I that think those way. are different things. So, I'm not well, saying that so one well, is worse than the other. They may not understand that they're possessed by a demon, but by attempting to uh, align themselves with and use and summon and quote unquote control demons, right? They may unknowingly be possessed. They don't know they're possessed. They don't know the demons actually working through them, but that's the result of them attempting to utilize and control the demonic spiritual realm. Okay, well, then Does that, that argument that in sense? and of itself is not a choice to be possessed. That's a well, choice they, to they, practice. They've a, a, themselves up to it. That's, they, they're so turning, in the they're, Bible, they're, they're turning to a separate higher power. This has become a religious power. discussion, but it has. the... And we it, actually talked about it not being that, but it just happened naturally. It, it, worked, it worked that way. So, But the, the there's a verse in the Bible, again, I'm... I'm not specific with verse in the Bible, but it talks about don't leave a foothold for the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's if you're trying to be righteous, you know, and uh, and that's because it doesn't matter how big the opening is in that doorway to your heart or soul or whatever, the devil can get in in any way, shape, or form. So if you're leaving a foothold for the devil intentionally, is that the same thing as willingly being possessed I, I, that's not a question well, that I well, can answer. I think what you were saying back to not necessarily willingly being possessed, but the point is, is that 
can you be possessed in today's day and age, just like you could 2,000 years ago? I believe the answer is yes. That's a possibility, so, sure. I, I believe so that's possible. So if you're someone that's, quote, unquote, practicing, you know, the dark arts or, or you know, whatever, trying to control demons, summon demons, whatever, is it possible that in that process you become possessed and, and you're being controlled by those demons? Sure, absolutely. So, so where is the parallel to when we were talking about Harry Potter and the witchcraft and wizardry and stuff like that, how would we be able to tell the difference between sleight of hand type magic that you see basically on uh, America's Got Talent or pretty much any street corner in Vegas or any street corner of any popular city, ultimately? How do we tell the difference between between demon-possessed control of something versus just a sleight of hand we practice this trick over and over and over again to deceive the audience i think the i think the result would be different so in other words i, I don't know that demons are running around trying to waste their time uh possessing people to to do card tricks does that make sense so sure when i, when I talk about that i'm talking about your your dark dark <laughs> you know trying to to uh trying to put a, a sickness on somebody or trying to to uh, you know uh, intentionally manipulate or, or uh, ruin or influence in a negative way somebody's life so I mean to me to, a lot of that sounds like voodoo the the concept well, it's witchcraft the yeah. negative and, and concept I didn't say magic right so magic yeah. is all well, I think we were probably thinking more like yeah in a broader Wiccan term, type thing not right. more like the in a broader term, magic is chicken just bones a sleight and a of hand. Of blood, I mean, my son is is fantastic at, at card tricks, and sure, I mean, it's all go it's check all out the average uh, card tricker there. Yeah, magic by Moyer. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Preston. Yes. Yeah, Preston. He's magic by Moyer is by Moyer. is what you search. Yeah, he's pretty good. So he's available pretty good. for parties and everything else. But anyways, how old is he? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen year old magician yeah. there uh, in in training, and he's great. And the great thing is, I know how he does his tricks. Yeah, but he's so good at doing them, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. So I know what he does, but I don't see it, right? And so if you didn't know, you'd be looking at it like, oh my God, how does he do that? It's magic. Well, it's not really. It's sleight of hand, right. as you mentioned. Right. And so I'm not talking He's an about illusionist. magic or illusion. Okay. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. Okay, so, but my point is, is that if that existed, mm-hmm. unless we knew the source of it, to everybody, it's an illusion. It would be, how did you do that? It, it there's there's a concept of illusion there, of of the unknown, of this is trickery, you know. Well, uh, did you get somebody sick because you like cursed them, or did they get sick sp- like coincidentally because they had some bad berries or something? I don't I don't know what the thing is, but you know, this is this is getting good because going down your path, I think a little bit, if. If you were to if you were to subscribe to the argument that a lot of what, you know, the way that Satan has worked in the past is he's trying to you know give you the illusion of this that, that could happen, this could happen. He's trying to distort your reality. So I mean I don't know. Like if you believed in demons, then maybe not necessarily card tricks, but you could have people that were people mani- manipulators. Okay. That were good at creating illusions and delusions and this that and the other. You know what I mean? Using to manipulate people. But I I think if you I guess the next evolution of this question is, if you believe there can be powers from evil, you also believe that there are supernatural powers given by good. And, Absolutely. and I think that's um, interesting because 
we talk about all the different movies that we like watching Star Wars, you know, uh, Marvel movies, uh, Harry Potter and whatnot, all that. Most of that always has the imagery and the symmetry, right, of, of the light side and the dark side, you know, of the force or of the spirit and stuff. So uh, from that standpoint, though, I mean, do people get supernatural abilities like if someone and I, I'm not saying this. That something like you know that someone's going to have all the powers that Jesus displayed, but I mean, do do we does anybody believe that those type of laying hands on people, um, other supernatural abilities still are given to people in certain moments? <laughs> well, Jesus, you know, when he left, you know, his his disciples were still performing miracles and and doing things. So, do I believe that that can happen? Absolutely, do uh, I. You know what's crazy when it comes to, you know, miracles and spiritual things? I think miracles happen every day, and we just don't, we just don't realize it. Um, you know, it's that, it's that 18-wheeler that, you know, the guy starts to fall asleep, and he's about to swerve off and run your family off the road, and you don't even know it, and God taps him on the shoulder, and he wakes up, and, you know, everything's fine. Like, I mean, I, I think there are thousands and thousands and thousands of miracles that happen every day that we don't even realize happen um, divine intervention exactly well, and that's on a smaller scale not counting you know extreme supernatural events that that i believe you know god can use people for as well so, so. ultimately this conversation it, there's a divide between people who believe that what's being done is a miracle and what's being done is awesome something that leaves you in awe and wonder or something that is divinely uh, inspired or influenced, you know, like uh, divine intervention. So personally, I don't, I don't believe there's any miracles today that you read in the Bible, that you read of in the Bible, because um, if you look through the stuff with miracles in the Bible, it predominantly talks about the reason for those was to bring people to Jesus. And now the thing we have to bring people to Jesus is the Bible. And so, and that's where, in I believe it's in Corinthians. I'm not sure. Wow, this came, this became extremely religious. Uh, in Corinthians. Shout out to How Do You Feel About Jesus that's, podcast. That's right. We're going to have to re- Might be making a resurgence. This might be episode seven on that one and episode 41 on this one. So, uh, but I guess my point is, is that there's a verse that says, when that which is perfect is come, there's no more need for miracles. And then there's a lot of different interpretations of that, is that when Jesus comes again, then there's no purpose for miracles. Or is his word considered complete, which is the Bible? And so there's a whole lot of debate. Ultimately, to me, it's a fruitless debate because do miracles exist well, there's a definition for miracles in the Bible, and then nowadays there's a definition for miracles. I mean, birth is considered a miracle, but it's it's something that was naturally created by God. So it's not a miracle for a child to be born now. I think it was a miracle for it, for the first birth or the first few, whatever, because of how population of the earth had to happen. But... Well, I think Nowadays, birth represents the miracle of life. So, so you're ready life to, is miraculous. You ready to get real spiritual? Well, it's getting real spiritual okay, so real here's fast. The question. If if you subscribe to the theory that miracles don't occur as as they used to, right? So divine intervention uh, is not a thing. 
what's the purpose of prayer? Well, I mean, that's a good question you have. I mean, ultimately, the purpose of prayer is to cast all your cares on God. And that's true. And he's, he's not a, a heavenly Santa, right? But the Bible is very specific about bringing your request to God. Right. And make so your request if, made known to God. If I'm, if ask I'm going you, to pray and, she, shall be given. and bring my request to God and ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open, etc. Right? If there's no Just divine intervention, that. where are you saying that in today's society there's no room for God to, to show himself? Well, I'm not saying that God's not showing himself and ultimately what I'm not saying is that divine intervention I'm not saying that that's not miraculous. I'm not saying that that it's purely awesome. I'm saying that I'm saying that God doing it is God. He's all powerful. But we're talking about miracles that people do. And we're talking about witchcraft that people do that are demon possessed or miracles that people do that maybe are we, are we talking angel possessed? I don't understand. Right. Because God, if God did something, it was never considered a miracle. It was God as the creator. And so prayer being answered by God is not a miracle. But how does God answer prayer? See, God gets his will done through men. We're vessels. We're vehicles. So is it not, right? So is, well, I'm going to jump in a minute. Let me know when is I can it get not in a on scenario this. where, um, you know, you get a, and, and this happens. It hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to other people. You get a phone call. Hey, I really felt like I was supposed to give you a thousand dollars. I don't know why, but God told me to give you a thousand dollars here. Well, man, I was just praying for a thousand dollars yesterday because I needed to pay my rent. Yeah, and and it happens. It, sure, it happens. And can you chalk that up to coincidence that some person randomly decided to give you a thousand? No, there's there's obviously has to be some type of spiritual connection there, and and you know even moving beyond that. So. Uh, I think with today's modern technology and science and healthcare, uh, that healing a lot of the time, uh, you know, back in biblical days, they didn't have all of that. And so healing was miraculous. I think there are times that miracles happen and people are healed, but we credit science and we credit health and we credit drugs as opposed to, you know, what the real source was. And so I think we've become numb to it uh, because of our quote unquote God complex that we have to be able to fix everything ourselves. Yeah. But I, I believe it still happens. So this me we've oh this is so much to get into. <laughs> so f we've had a couple of these conversations. I know we disagree a little bit about it, and and I Lord knows I need a lot uh, to devote a lot more time. Well, to that's study. the argument. Does the Lord know, or does yeah. He? I mean, does He or does so, He not? So I here, mean, here's where I've struggled with. It. So like, I'll, I'll say that I feel like, like uh, for example, the the day in which um, I decided to be baptized. I feel like something moved over. You know what I mean? I felt, I felt inspired, if you will. I'm not saying that was God specifically saying, Hey, you know, I'm, but whatever you, whatever you want to say, I, I, I felt something, um, call me, felt something move through me. When I saw my son, my first son being born for the first time, I felt something, you know what I mean? Um, and I've also had situations with the kids and with family members too, right? Where you pray, you pray, you pray. There's no explanation as to why it worked out. Um, so I can't say that I don't subscribe to, I mean, I do believe in miracles. I do believe in miraculous events happening, but the flip side of this coin is, is when you go down the path of God does intervene, then you go down the path of why doesn't God intervene? 
Mm. That's fair. I mean, that's that's a that's the age old question. Why did God allow this, mm. and why did He help this or whatever? So I think, and then you get into the whole free will, because like if if we were given free will and God cannot force us to do anything, mm-hmm. I think we have to be. If we're going to be used as his vessel for certain things for his purposes, I think there's a willingness on our behalf where we have to be open. We have to be observant to see the path he might lay before us, the door that he's tried to open for us, where he wants us to go. So to contrast your personal experiences when it comes Mm -hmm. to your when you were baptized, when your son was born, etc. The situation around when I was baptized, I was in the age of 13, 14. I don't remember exactly when. But me and three other uh, friends from church, uh, David Lamb, you remember that? Shout out to the average David. That's right. Uh, Amber Amber and Velvet, we all three. Ambo. We were all three sitting in the nursery at the time waiting to go to church camp. And I believe the church camp at the time was Iron Springs. So we were. Pre-Beaver's Bend. We were under the age of whatever eighth grade was at the mm-hmm. time at that summer. And so, because um, the very next one I believe was Beaver's Bend for, for the older kids. Anyways, so I was sitting in the nursery and I told them, I, th- I think I'm ready to be baptized because our teaching and our understanding of baptism was to occur when you are of an age where you can make that decision because baptism is a, this is what we were taught growing up. And it's a I, I have a, a strong belief that a lot of the essence of this argument is true, that baptism is necessary in order to gain entrance into heaven, mm. which is another discussion, which may, which is going to definitely have to be another podcast. <laughs> so, but we were, we were raised this way and so I felt like I was of an age where I was ready to make the decision to uh, to be baptized to be a Christian because I understood the difference between right and wrong so when I was when I was in that in that room I told them this well I didn't get baptized right then we went to Iron Springs and then that night we were I was I was passed out. And apparently, Amber and Velvet were having some kind of discussion between themselves that caused them to break out into tears and emotions and stuff, which, whatever, you know, that is what it was. It was in the other cabin. I I had no—everything I'm telling you right now about that is completely secondhand. And so David was brought up because he was in the discussion, and I was brought up. All four of us were baptized right then or that night because my uncle— uh, he was one of the counselors. He came up, and he woke me up, and he said, Is it true that you feel like you're ready to be baptized? And I said, Yes. And ultimately, the the theory and the process is derived from uh, the Ethiopian eunuch story, where he said, Here's water. What's what's hindering me from being baptized? And so, uh, you know, Philip was teaching him Jesus from scriptures in Isaiah, I believe it was. And so I could be, again, I could be getting some, some of these details wrong. I think people get the gist, but I didn't feel like there was a divine movement through me to get baptized. When I had uh, uh, several people that have listened to multiple episodes of the podcast know that, uh, that my first natural born daughter was, was Maddie, and that I adopted Tara right before she turned five. She's her mother's naturally. And, uh, and so, but when Maddie was born, 
I didn't feel any any divine movement through me that caused anything that let's call it let's call it spiritual move through me because I saw this brand new life that that I was instrumental in creating and or helping create or whatever. I the things that were that were through that went through me were just were love through the baptism, through through the birth of my children, through the adoption of my oldest daughter, through major life events that are widely considered positive. And so I never I've never felt anything miraculous through that. I've just felt that it's just love. But Joe Boo. Yeah. God that's, is love. That's exactly right. Like I, I I've described it as like when I saw when I held Jordan for the first time, I described it as like a feeling like I saw the face of God. I felt I felt heat. It was I, I don't really I just I was I couldn't I, ugh, I can't talk about it even. All I could do was cry. I was so overcome and, and with admit, joy and man, love. So man card and everything, you know, my two naturally born boys. Uh, the first time I held them, man, I bawled my eyes out for both of them. Oh, I cried you with couldn't. both of my children too. I guess my point is, is that I didn't feel like there was anything over that was that came from away from me that moved me. Like there, I didn't feel like the Holy Spirit moved me to love them more. I felt like well, yeah, I well, no. made the decision when I found out Kelly was pregnant. Oh, That's my life now, and I'm going to I am going to make that decision to love them unconditionally forever. When I when I went through with everything with Tara, I made that that decision to love her unconditionally. Well, of course, well, that's fair. But I don't I don't think that it was I don't think that it was divinely intervened through. Well, me. I don't think that, that and I'm not that, denying God is love. I, I want that to be out. Of there. course, that's, I'm not saying that was that moment was divine intervention. I think that was just a moment where possibly whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit or whatever, but like some, like we were able to experience something. I'll use this example of, you know, Jordan's, the dog attack. Yeah. You know, I remember going into a situation where I had every, I was, I was enraged. I was very upset with the circumstances surrounding it. And I remember just praying for peace and praying for calm and just, just praying for so many things. Sure. Absolutely. And I remember, I remember feeling relief. You know, and so again, I'm not. I'm not saying when he was okay. When when you found out everything was going to work out. No, I'm. I felt the relief and the calm that I needed to get through that situation. Oh, I see. I see. I see. You well, know what I mean? While it was more at like it, a peace than a relief. Yeah. 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 Well, while when it was at its most dire is what you're talking about. Yes, I I, I received an inner peace that allowed me to to be there to support him and and to not, uh, you know, to to give calm to the whole situation and everything. Right. So I think. And I still I find myself at, at various different times throughout life where I'm desperately praying for that. And um, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that I'm like going to, you know, like you see in some of the parodies and like I'm dancing a jig and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, spewing all these random words and stuff like I'm speaking in tongues or something like that. You know what I mean? So speaking in tongues doesn't exist. That's, that's another, that's, that's, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast topic. Hey, I'm not so trying to I, I did offend anybody, but I'm just saying, I, I think that I think you can be moved spiritually through different things and you can you can There's, things, I'm not maybe. saying that that doesn't exist. I know. I'm saying that maybe maybe I'm extremely objective and logical in my thinking. Just I mean, I'm a math teacher. I look at things extremely logically. You know, there's an there's an explanation behind whatever I'm looking at and there's a reason. You know, there's no explanation there's no logical explanation 
from being moved by the Holy Spirit. It is a feeling that you cannot, you cannot in any way, shape, or form describe. You can try, but you cannot convince anybody else unless they're just willing to believe you sight unseen. There's no way you can convince somebody that you were moved by the Holy Spirit. Right, but like... I, so there's I was, no logic there. Well, I still use logic in my choice to be baptized, but I'm saying that I felt moved to go to that lock-in that night. I felt like I felt called okay. to arriving to that, 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 that decision, that choice, being in that place. Because at the time, I wasn't... We were going through the weird stuff with mom, divorce, and dad and everything, and I w- wasn't in the position where I was, I'd been allowed to go a whole lot and everything. I'm just saying I felt drawn back. I understand that, but my point is is that you cannot... You cannot make me believe without a shadow of a doubt with evidence right. that you were moved. Well, that's where faith comes in. And well, so we I understand Because here's the deal. If we could logically explain everything, uh-huh. we could logically explain God, and we, can logically, we could logically explain all of it. Right. Then what the heck do we need God for? I He's guess, not God. I guess my point is... Whether or not he was moved mm-hmm. does not require moved. my faith. No, it doesn't. Okay. It's his. And that's my point, is that my fa- I don't feel like my faith has been shaken because I, because I have this desire to be able to explain things logically. Now, when we get into a, when we get into a much more uh, f- multifaceted religious discussion, faith plays a huge role because faith is the reason— for a lot of the explanations of religious belief. Well, Josh, you know me. I'm I'm one of the most logical thinkers. You know that. I mean, you and I are on the same page. There's we no like question. We're, we're, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. And two so peas in a pod on that one. I want an explanation for everything. Yeah. But I have come to the realization yeah. that there are things that are outside of explanation from men, because if 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 that wasn't the case, why would we need God? Wouldn't be God. Well, and so. I, underst- I understand that, and I think what I'm saying is, is that, is that from the purposes back in the in the first century when when the Bible and all that stuff, or maybe even before that, uh, when God's people existed with the Israelites and stuff, things happened back then. You had the burning bush, mm-hmm. you had uh, the ark, you had all. How did how did Noah build the ark? I mean, he the Ten Commandments. There's that boat was gigantic, and he did it alone. Ultimately, he may have had his kids may have been old enough to help him a little bit, but I mean, he ultimately did that alone. So we have to believe that God provided him some help in some capacity, right? So, um, but I guess my point is is that biblical miracle and miraculous events versus today miraculous events are completely. Completely yes, no, I, different. I agree, I agree with that completely. Not, I would say, I would say, not even paralleled. Well, no, I think I even remember like a sermon on this about the difference between miracles and being in awe. Because I think you're right. Some of the stuff we're using as miracles and stuff really might just be moments of awe. Yeah, we're just embellishing on the on the event that has been happening for for however long this earth has been around. What we're embellishing by using the word miracle. And, and, I, and I'm also okay with it, with accepting at some point that some of what we might feel or how we're interpreting how we feel could just be the human brain at work. You know what I mean? Because a lot there's a, there's a lot that we're able to justify and, and a lot of the things we're able to do to cope and a lot of things that we're able to do to move through certain situations. And sure, it, you know. absolutely. 
there's uh, there's healing qualities, if you will, and calming qualities that you can do to your, you know, for yourself and whatnot. But. Sure. Well, and, and speaking of all that, I wanted to go back to something you brought up like ten minutes ago. I've been waiting to address. Uh, so no, the the it question, happens. No, the question right that everybody asks when it comes. You talk about God and you talk about miracles. And you say, the question is why? Why did God choose to intervene here? Why did God choose not to intervene here? Um, and and it goes back to the scenario that you and I were discussing mm-hmm. earlier is that I believe that when God intervenes, it's to serve a greater purpose. So when he intervenes, there's a, a he intervenes at, at a point uh, that leads to a chain reaction of other things that are serving a greater purpose. When he doesn't, we look at that and we go, God, why didn't you intervene? Because it didn't lend itself to a bigger purpose. And so then you go, oh, well, you know, why did you allow this person to die? Why did you allow this person to get sick? I miss this person. It hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm devastated. How do I go on? And it all goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier is that when we come to the realization of just how temporary this life is compared to the eternity beyond it, anything that happens in this world outside of salvation doesn't matter. In other words, it, yes, it hurts us emotionally and physically. And yes, there's a loss there. But if you mm-hmm. on the front end did the right things and, 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 be, and you know, accepted Jesus as Savior and salvation, when that person dies, dude, they're way happier than they were here. They're way better off. And so, you know, and, and that's really the biggest one when people say, why? Well, why did you let them die? Why was their life taken from them? Why was it? Well, guess what? They're okay. better off now than they were when they were here. So my question to you is, when you talked about the 18-wheeler driver falling asleep, mm-hmm. and you know he's in some way, shape, or form regains consciousness and avoids a head-on collision with a family of four, mm-hmm. that that potentially could be divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. God intervened. Um, so that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I was dating this girl, and the the premise behind the story is extremely anti-religious. But uh, that's fair. So I'm I was dating this girl in college. I went to visit her. She was in com uh, college station. I was in commerce, and uh, I stayed down in college station the weekend. And I had a test at eight in the morning on Monday. And instead of leaving college station at like five in the evening and getting home at a relatively decent hour to get some sleep for this test. I decided to leave at four in the morning, where it's exactly four hours from College Station to Commerce or whatever it was. I left at the last possible moment, which means I did not get a full night's rest, and I was going to have to book it, ultimately. Well, so I was driving down 45, and I don't know how far down I had gotten from College Station, but I was on the road pretty good. My car was about 90 to 95 miles an hour. I was fast asleep, and I woke up about, let's call it, 15, 20 yards before I hit an 18-wheeler from behind going at that speed, which ultimately means I would have died. Right. And the 18-wheeler would have been fine. You know, anybody who was in the wake of that wreck could have been severely hurt. And so, so what ultimately what you're saying is that there was some divine intervention that woke me up for a greater purpose. And there, and there could have been, or you could have just woken up. And, and, and that's my point, right? So in other words, 
we don't really know. Uh-huh. And so I believe there are things that happen all day, every day around us that we don't even know, we don't even realize happen. And I think that they all are little miracles that uh, uh, divine intervention that allow us to move on and achieve a greater purpose because we're not done yet with whatever we've been called to do. And so, you know, but, and I'm not trying to play the devil's advocate here because anybody that knows me knows I believe in God. I believe Jesus, uh, it was his son and came to die and, and died on the cross for our sins. I believe those things. I feel like I am very much Christian and I feel like I have a very solid knowledge of, of Bible stuff. Well, the question exists, why did I wake up? And why, did, why didn't I stay asleep? And the greater purpose, why is, it, why is there an explanation for me waking up that hinges upon it could have just been coincidence? And then there's an explanation, these people died and God didn't intervene, and it's because there was no greater purpose involved. Like, how do you delineate the difference between whether or not there's a greater purpose and that some people are part of that purpose that's or a, not? That's a big word, uh, delineate. Uh, and so... I don't even know if I used it right, but it felt good. So really, honestly, it all goes back to faith. It all goes back to we don't have all the answers. Sure. God is up above the maze, and he can see the end. He can see the out and he can see everything in between. We can't. All we can see is what's right in front of us. And so, you know, again, we react to what we see. And but I, I think it all goes back to a faith of, OK, God, if you didn't intervene, there's a reason you didn't intervene. And yeah, it sucks for me right now. And I hate it. And I'm hurting. And it sucks for that family. And it sucks for this person. And it's just a terrible situation on this planet. But God's not looking at that. God's looking at eternity. This is just a blip. And so in the in the perspective of things, is what happened really that important? And the truth is, the answer is no. Well, I agree with that. I but agree that there's extremely that little importance on things that And for those that, that don't believe and don't have that faith, I, I don't know how you get through something like that because for them, it's the end of their world because they don't believe there's anything after that. And so... Uh, I, I think that's kind of where that uh, argument comes in of, well, why? And God says, well, why not? Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Well, I think, so, <laughs> wow, I know we're going to have to wrap this up at some point. I think this is definitely going to lead to some spinoffs. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, there's, the, there's the, you know, the classic song, Unanswered Prayers. So I, maybe this is just me rationalizing. But, you know, I've lost some loved ones unexpectedly um, that it really hurt, really rocked my world. And I've, and I've found myself momentarily asking questions like, well, I, you know, you know, that like probably had a thousand people praying like what, why? Like my grandfather dying was, was really just earth shattering. And so through some discussion, I think with my grandmother and my aunt, even my mom, you know, and just talking about it, I'd kind of come to the place. Well, I, obviously I'm, I'm going to have faith in God have faith in his plan, have faith that hopefully my grandfather's in a much better place, you know, uh, all those type of things. But at the same time, too, what if, as horrible as losing him was, what if that was better than something horribly, terribly else that could have possibly happened? I don't think we're ever going to know that, and some of that could just be us 
trying to, you know, cons- console ourselves. Get through so a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I, I feel like there's breadcrumbs for us, if that makes any sense. Like, I, this is probably going to sound weird, and I'm, I'm not Very even, Hansel and Gretel. Very yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Well, for example, so like, this Wasn't is, an man, we are just really too? putting stuff out there. Like, for example, one of the things I pray for, I, pr- I pray to see the path. I, pr- I pray to have the wisdom and the, and, the, and the sight to see what path I'm supposed to go on to, what choices I'm supposed to make, and this, that, and the other. And I, I feel like there's there's a path laid before us, you know? Um, and, I, and I think it's little things, you know? It's like it, one choice can lead to another. It's like a big domino effect. Well, that's a lot like what John talked about uh, when we were talking about the butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, one choice ultimately can change the course of many choices out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is that is the definition of coincidence, just in case y'all are curious. Right, but I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm also saying, though, is is like if, if we still have free will. Keep going. If we still have free he, will. He's making a face because he has something to rebut. Oh, okay. If we have free will and we're able to act on ourselves and God can't force us to do one thing or the other that's true then ultimately there are going to be choices that lead to consequences that can't necessarily be undone unless there is like significant spiritual you know divine intervention but like what if it i'm trying to think how to say this but like what if the plan is for us to be happy and healthy and live a wonderful life right and sometimes when we're in situations where we're not they could be a product of some choices yeah no i understand Everything, everything in your life, every everything that's going on in your life is the byproduct of your thought process. Everything, and so and at you your know. thought process, and then the decisions you make based on that. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's because it all starts with your thought process. Well, that's fair. Okay. Thoughts become beliefs, which result in actions, which bring about results. Right. So, uh, you know, plug for uh, the book byproduct written by Ian Pruckner. It's a really great book. Okay. So we're looking uh, for sponsors. We're looking yeah, for sponsors. We need uh, and we need somebody give, who has shout out to us and uh you know number one best Dean Lewis if you're if you if you're still listening, bud. Uh yeah. shout out to Australia. It's yeah. been uh, we want to make sure we're getting that in for the month. Yeah, so God absolutely. is uh God is still a fan of the down under. Absolutely we have free will. I mean I could walk out the door right now, walk over to the highway, stand in front of a truck, it's gonna hit me and it's gonna be over, right? I mean I could choose to do that and I mean sure God could I don't know, maybe I faint on the way there or something. I mean, I, he could intervene, but at the end of the day, I have the free will to make that choice, right? So, uh, I mean, there are there are things uh, that happen as, as a result of decisions that we make, and they're just natural consequences to our decisions. It's not, you know, a divine intervention moment. So, either way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we kind of start wrapping this up, we didn't know if this would ever happen, uh, you know, a wrap-up of this type of conversation. I'm sure this is part one of about well, 87 we, different We parts. called it UFOs and Joes, and maybe UFOs in this context sounds, stands for Undiscussed Faith Observations. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you being able to put a spin on that. But, uh, but I mean, I think one of the, one of the major things about this discussion is not one of us here ever said you're wrong. I don't. I don't think I said that. And I. I think that that is a a key in being able to have a discussion like this, yeah. because ultimately this did this did develop and it started from a kind of ridiculous post on Facebook that kind of went nuts. So or or maybe just crossed Joey's screen and then we think it went viral. Well, 
But uh, in my defense, the average Chris did sign the petition, so well, it wasn't just me. That's fair. There so one point three million that are interested yeah, you're right you're now. the right. you're, you're standing alone on this one, Jobu. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is, I didn't know about it until you told me. So, and that's the nature of viral marketing. But the point is, is that this this whole conversation started with UFOs and aliens and extraterrestrial life. It then went into the paranormal and the potential of ghosts and supernatural spirits which then went into demons, which then went into the Bible, and do you or do you not believe in God? (laughs) Ultimately, that's how this thing manifested Salvation, faith without works. I mean, we got a whole bunch of... How are you going to heaven or how are you not? But my my point is, and I know that I saw some reactions from both you and Chris uh, when I talked about baptism and getting you into heaven, and it's because there's a lot of conflicting interpretations, there's a lot of conflicting beliefs, and there's a lot of just... There's a lot of unknown. In, in in his belief, in your belief, in my belief, there's a whole lot of unknown things. A lot of things, again, you mentioned we don't have the answers to. But ultimately, I think it's important that when you have a discussion like this, you keep an open mind, and you, you hear what whoever else you're talking to has to say. And, you know, are they wrong or are they not? If you can use something to to maybe help reshape what they're thinking, but maybe not destroy it altogether, that's the essence of a back-and-forth discussion. But if you're just going to sit here, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't listen all the way through to this portion, if you start listening to this podcast and you start tearing it down, then shame on you. Well, what I would say is, I mean, Average Joe's Media, we, we do love feedback, but I think it's important uh, to note that not one of us, like you said, claim to be the all-knowing. Absolutely. Um, we all have our faults and our flaws and our, our lack of knowledge in places. Absolutely. Very much so. And and joke. so our points of view um, are, are could be a lot different than maybe yours. Absolutely. And so none of this was said in a manner in which to offend anyone. No, we were not but trying we, we, to but offend we encourage, anybody. But we encourage anyone to uh, you know jump in the conversation with us. And if you want to have a broader discussion over this topic or other ones, you know, let us know. We can have a little round table. Lord yeah. knows we got enough mics. Yeah, now. we got four mics. You come back on. We do part two of do UFOs exist? And then we start <laughs> we figuring out who we, Jesus is. Yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> we might spend 30 minutes on Moses and Abraham. I don't know. I mean, uh, two so, by, was it really two by two? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, not only do you have four microphones, but you have four different colored microphone no doubt well is, they're all the same color impressive. it's the uh, windscreen that is the shout color. out to skittles that's right that's taste a, the rainbow that's good stuff ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you especially if you listen this long because we know how sensitive religious topics can be and uh you know it just kind of manifested itself it just kind of just kind of came out of thin air i think because none of us had an idea about religion when we started this thing and then we started talking about I mean, religious the picture for the podcast is going to be me and you being beamed up by a UFO, absolutely, with a moon as the backdrop. And, and now, and now, God, He's great. I mean, He that's, is. That's ultimate. We started with UFOs. We ended with God is good. God is great. God is love. He is. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Chris for uh, being, I guess, for being a super fan of the Average Joe's for sporting his merch. I'm talking about yeah. pre-game and the sound engineering of what hopefully will be the best-sounding podcast to date. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chris, thank you again. Appreciate uh, you, brother. Thanks for having me. I'm the Average Joe Boo. I am the Average Joe. I'm telling you to keep it clean. <laughs>